Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the World Soccer Talk podcast. My name is Christopher Harris, a.k.a. The Gaffer, and I'm joined today by Kartik Krishnaya. Kartik, how are you doing so far today? Doing well. Crazy day. Yeah, it's been insane. And it's the reason that we want to bring this news to you uh, via the podcast with a special edition. And that is, is that Turner Sports has announced the details of their UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League coverage uh, for the United States. It kicks off in August of 2018 and runs through till 2021. And the reason we wanted to share this news with you is because it's some massive changes. First of all is that uh, on the Europa League side, uh, every single match is going to be available through a paid subscription over-the-top package, except for the final. So the final, the Europa League final in uh, forthcoming years, uh, 2018-19 season onwards, will be on TNT or TBS. But all of the games will be on this over-the-top package, streaming package, from Turner Sports. Now, with the Champions League, uh, the amount of games coming to the uh, subscription package is going to be quite considerable. So there will be some games that will be on television. And um, I think approximately, let me see, it's going to include four live telecasts each week throughout the group stage. And that's September through early December. And those are on Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, at 1 o'clock and 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, that's another big change, too, that 2.45 kickoffs are going away. And you're going to have a double header on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But so uh, the UEFA Champions League coverage will include four live telecasts each week, which will be on True TV, And then two televised matches per week uh, during the knockout stages, which begin in February uh, of 2019. So again, Tuesdays and Thursdays, actually Tuesdays and Wednesdays, pardon me, at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, Kartik, so there's a lot to take in here. Any any news here that uh, I haven't uh, disclosed that you want to uh, add to? No, that pretty much hits it. I mean, I think the uh, the big takeaways, there's going to be a lot more behind a paywall and uh, about half the games will be on television still. We get more than half the games now on English language television. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, a, a bad uh, piece of the puzzle. The, the good piece is True TV is available in more homes than Fox FS1 or FS2. So that's uh, uh, that's one way of looking at it. And the fi- uh, UEFA Champions League final being on TNT or TBS is similar 
to the NCAA basketball tournament final that uh, had always traditionally been on CBS. If you go back to the 19, early 1980s, it was on NBC, uh, but uh, has moved to TBS in recent years. It's been on TBS occasionally in recent years. Europa League finals. Well, also uh, UEFA Super Cup, by the way, will still be on uh, either TBS or TNT. Uh, that to me is interesting because that's a game that for years ESPN, when they had the Champions League package, didn't include in their Champions League uh, presentation. If you remember, in uh, uh, prior to 2009, that game was on Fox Soccer Channel, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the Champions League was on. ESPN. So uh, that game will continue to be aired. If you like that game, to me, it's kind of a glorified friendly, but uh, that game will continue to be on uh, TBS or TNT. Yeah, there's a lot to take in here. So let's take a step back for a second. So as of right now, uh, under the current uh, TV rights deal with Fox Sports, uh, they usually have about uh, four to five games uh, on each game day on the UEFA Champions League day. They've got a game on FS1, FS2, Fox Soccer Plus, sometimes Fox Sports Net, uh, and Fox Deportes. Sometimes the Fox Deportes is a different game than the other games in the English language. Uh, but also they sub-license games to ESPN. So some of those games end up on ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, and that's the, just, just the television side of things. So there can be as many as six to seven games each day uh, currently on Fox, as well as all the games uh, streaming versus, uh, via Fox Soccer Match Pass. So that's how it is today. In the future, once we get the Turner Sports deal, once that starts in August of 2018, uh, you're going to have four live telecasts each week. So you're going to have two on Tuesday and then two on Wednesday during the group stages of, of the tournament. And uh, so you're, gonna be, you're missing a lot of games. I mean, can't take it, and it's going to be some big games here too, even though the group stages can be a little bit monotonous at times. There are going to be big matches here that you can only watch via online subscription. Yeah, that that's certainly the case, and I think it's going to limit exposure uh, for this product uh, even more uh, substantially. I mean, I, I know a lot of people have complained about the Champions League, uh, and a lot of newer soccer fans, people who didn't have to uh, search and, 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 and dig to watch games like, like we did, people of our age group, Chris, 10 years ago in this country, 10 or 15 years ago, have complained about FS2 showing a lot of, uh, of Champions League games. But now just imagine this, all those games that are on FS2, uh, every week and have been on FS2 every week since 2013 go away. That's a uh, that that's a big uh, uh, a big hit I think for soccer fans. But but let me explain something. And I talk about this in an article at Pen for World Soccer Talk. Uh, Turner does not have a sports channel, right? Um, and perhaps we got lucky and spoiled as soccer fans because at the time when FS1 and FS2 launched, Fox was hard up for content and they just had to fill up the channel with content. So that's why I think Europa League, which had never really featured prominently uh, on television in this country prior to 2013, all of a sudden was being shown on FS1 and FS2 regularly. And then they showed all the Champions League matches they could. Um, in addition to... Uh, and this goes back to 2009 when they when Fox initially got the rights to the UEFA club competitions that uh, Fox Sports regional networks were included because uh, I asked a question directly to David Nathanson uh, when they announced this in, at the press conference in, in March or April of 2009 about Fox Sports regional. And he, he said that because they had they were in far more homes than Fox Soccer Channel or Fox Soccer Plus, that they had to use that mechanism. Remember, at the time, Fox didn't have 
a sports channel, um, a dedicated sports channel, when they first got the Champions League rights, much like Turner now. And uh, they don't have regional sports channels, Turner, the way Fox did. So um, it's also interesting to look at the evolution of why games ended up where they did on Fox. And perhaps uh, all of that has spoiled us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, there's going to be some fans. There's going to be some listeners who are probably going to actually re- regret uh, Fox losing the the rights to this one, especially from the television side of things. The the other thing, Kartik, is that um, so that we talked about before the the group stage in the knockout stages of the tournament. Um, there's going to be two televised games per week uh, during that phase. So beginning in February, all the way through till kind of the uh, through the, to the quarterfinals, uh, to the end of that. So you're looking at um, possibly what there's a bunch of games on but only two televised so you might have one on tuesday and one on wednesday and as we've seen in previous uh, knockout stages of of this tournament there are usually so many big matches it's difficult sometimes there's real madrid against man city on on fs1 and then you've got uh barcelona against uh psg on on fs2 and and here and here's the thing i mean what we found with those uh round of 16 matches in particular and maybe some quarterfinal matches is that there's been a preference by fox for good reason to show a Real Madrid game or a Manchester City game or, or, or Barcelona, Arsenal, whatever, the big big clubs that make knockout stage of the Champions League. A lot, in a lot of cases, Chris, and you know this, uh, those games, those ties are virtually over after the first leg. And the second leg of Porto versus Shakhtar is much more interesting and compelling for the viewer. Yep. Or the second leg of uh, Roma versus Borussia Dortmund. And then what ends up happening is Fox is able, because they're showing those games on FS2, to break in on FS1, give updates, uh, you're able to find it if you've got FS2 or if you've got Fox Sports Go. Now, if that game, that second leg is much more compelling, you're going to be in a position where you're going to have to pay for the game to see it. Yeah. Uh, in English. In English. That's right, important. Right. We'll and, 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 and Turner Sports would probably argue with this uh, over-the-top subscription package is that you, you get everything and you can kind of flip, flip back and forth uh, in between whichever match was most exciting. But it does mean that... Uh, Combining the, the Europa League and the UEFA Champions League together in terms of uh, the amount of games that are available, uh, over 80% of those games are going to be available exclusively through the over-the-top uh, subscription package. So uh, yeah. c- collectively, less than 20% of those games are going to be available on television. But and the- now I would estimate uh, well over half are available between the Fox networks and, and the networks they've sub-licensed to. So uh, it's a big change. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, it does remind me a lot of the Premier League pass in terms of um, the way that this is set up. Uh, reason being is that it really, Turner's plan here, uh, based on what we've seen thus far with, with the press release and the information that they've released, is it really focuses on the mainstream sports fan. So the mainstream sports fan is probably going to look at this as far as great news. Okay, I'm going to get... Uh, uh, four uh, games each week throughout the group stage. I can watch my Barcelona, I can watch Real Madrid, I can watch uh, Man United. Um, and then through the, the, the later stages, the, the knockout stages, there's two per week. So, okay, again, probably Barcelona one day, Real Madrid the next day. And then the final, okay, wonderful. Now it's on TBS or TNT. So in terms of the reach for the mainstream audience with the Champions League, Hey, it's fantastic. Now, for the hardcore fan, and it's the same thing with the Premier League pass, for the hardcore fan who wants to have access to everything, who wants to be able to pick and choose, cherry pick, uh, switch between game to game, 
the hardcore fan is the one that's being screwed and the hardcore fan is the one that's going to have to pay extra to be able to uh, have access to all this content. And, and that seems to be the same strategy that NBC is doing with the Premier League Pass, as is this one. And I think it's going to be, unfortunately, Kartik, I think it's, it's the way of the future. I think we're going to see more and more of this type of thing. Yeah, I, I write that in the article. I mean, I, I think that this is a trend, whether it be... Um, NBC Sports Premier League Pass, whether it be uh, Disney and ESPN, we talked about that uh, streaming service that's being launched. We talked about that on our weekly pod on Wednesday, and um, my suspicion that the championship games will end up there next year. And uh, we may be getting it for free or free if you're a cable subscriber on ESPN3 this year, which is fantastic. But next season, you might be forced to pay for that and major league soccer is going to be behind a similar paywall that there's this trend now in this sport from um from over the air or over over, over the year on television cable uh, model to um to digital pay platforms and i think it's a situation where the networks themselves who are dealing with cord cutting and are dealing with having to recoup the investment they made in these rights packages, in these properties, these sporting properties are trying to find a way to monetize it to where they offset some of those invest, investment costs, those initial investment costs. NBC paid uh, an enormous amount to keep the Premier League rights in, this, a billion. in this country. Yeah, right. almost a billion dollars, which is unprecedented for a soccer soccer club property. Uh, so they have to offset that investment somehow. Turner paid, uh, doubled what uh, Fox and Bamtech uh, reportedly had offered for uh, UEFA club packages. They have to offset that somehow because, again, cable subscriptions are declining. If cable subscriptions weren't declining, they may be comfortable putting the entire tournament on True TV. Uh, but True TV has 87, uh, close to 90 million subscribers now. It might be down to 80 million uh, two years from now. It was probably 100 or 105 million two years ago so um they're having to, to they're, they're having to find the balance and i think that's something that it gets us upset as consumers but from a media network uh, perspective they're having to find ways to continue to justify this sort of expenditure on sporting properties while uh fewer and fewer people are subscribing to cable and satellite services so i think this is just an outgrowth of that if, if you mm-hmm. want to be perfectly honest about it yeah and we don't know what the price point is going to be for this uh, streaming package uh, we probably won't know for several months uh, but it is one of those things Kartik, in terms of uh, the tv rights and, and just how worldwide the tv rights have gone through the roof scandalous in many ways in terms of the amount of money that the, these leagues and clubs are generating and it's now caught up with us uh, us the fans in terms of us now having to pay out a, a lot more uh, with these streaming packages and, and that's the other thing too Kartik if you're a fan of uh, say a few different clubs if you're a fan of Celtic uh, the only way to watch Celtic matches is through the club uh, directly which is $200 a month uh, if you're a fan of say an EF, EFL club maybe you're a fan of Aston Villa you have to subscribe through their package or through the iFollow EFL package. So a lot of the clubs are doing direct deals with the consumers. Uh, in this case, it's it's Turner Sports, the broadcaster, doing a direct deal then with consumers um, and offering some of the games on, on television. And the way that they're offering the games on television, to me, it's almost like a gateway drug in, in a good way in terms of um, having you know, the Barcelonas and Real Madrids on television as well as, say, Man United and Chelsea, etc., and then uh, if you do get hooked and do want to watch more of those games, then, then bring you in. But the elephant in the room, Kartik, is illegal streaming. And I think this is something that uh, Turner Sports needs to be very concerned about and hopefully has some type of an action plan because 
um, illegal streaming, as we've seen through the Premier League and through any, any soccer league, you name it, is, is rampant. And I think something like this, where it is paid, uh, a paid subscription pro- program, which is which is great, that, that that's legally available for soccer fans, uh, even though we don't know how much how much it's going to cost. Many millennials are going to say, just going to cut the cord and, and just watch these matches through illegal streaming, bypassing, circumventing uh, Turner Sports entirely. And that could be worrisome in terms of um, if Turner Sports is not able to then uh, collect on the money that they need to to, to break even or to, to generate uh, more revenue from the UEFA Champions League and, and Euro, uh, Europa League. Now, Kartik, one of the other things, too, that we're waiting on in terms of uh, interesting to see what happens is, so we've, we talked about illegal, illegal streaming being a, a threat, and we talked about uh, kind of uh, the Champions League and the UEFA uh, Europa League. But the other thing, though, too, we have to re- remember is that uh, Univision has the rights, the Spanish language rights, uh, for the same cycle. And uh, so far, they haven't announced what their coverage plans are. But this could be a big opportunity for uh, Univision. Yeah, this could be a massive opportunity for Univision. As of now, we don't know what their coverage plans are, but they've got the same three-year contract beginning with the 2018-2019 tournament. Um, And... If UEFA Europa League uh, games are shown uh, live to air, which I believe they probably will be at least once one a week on uh, Univision Deportes Network, it is a huge opportunity for Univision Deportes Network to carry to, to capture that English language dominant soccer fan, which I know that they've made some plays at in the past and, and would love to bring them into their ecosystem uh, of viewers uh, at the same time as probably costing Turner a lot of money <laughs> with his OTT package. So Europa League in particular is going to be interesting uh, to keep an eye on for, for Univision's coverage plans. Now for Champions League, uh, maybe they'll balance it in, in, in such a way that they'll be able to uh, to get some eyeballs on their network and, and also hurt Turner uh, in terms of uh, the OTT package you're trying to sell. I think that that's probably a lesser factor, but I think Europa League could be massive. If you think about Univision Deportes Network, which is a dedicated sports channel, which uh, has shows a lot of soccer. And uh, because it's in a Spanish language channel, there's more of an emphasis in soccer, even in their bumper programming and the other things they do. That's the only place you can get an actual kind of bumper highlights magazine MLS program. It's actually on that network. We hear a lot of complaints that MLS doesn't produce one for television. That's actually not true. There is one on Univision Deportes because mm-hmm. they have the bandwidth. So think about this. You may get a lot of first-time viewers for that network because Manchester United falls to the Europa League or like this season, Arsenal falls to the Europa League or Liverpool. Given the situation in England, there's a good chance a big club is going to be in Europa League and there will be eyeballs on Univision Deportes. Can you imagine if uh, uh, if uh, one of the big clubs in Germany uh, falls to Europa League, which has happened, uh, or Italy, the, the Milan clubs are coming back, but they're not necessarily Champions League level. They might be in Europa League next year and people might be watching Univision Deportes. So I think it's a great opportunity for Univision. The one thing that we don't know yet also is uh, how Univision will work with uh, Turner Sports. So, for example, during the knockout stages or or during the group stages of the UEFA Champions League, will Univision uh, go ahead on their own and just show whichever games they want to across uh, Univision Deportes, across uh, Unamas, uh, maybe even the final on on Univision, kind of over the the over-the-air network? 
uh, or will they cooperate with Tuna Sports and try and figure out, okay, well, we're going to show the Barcelona game on the Tuesday uh, at 1, 1 p.m. And Tuna Sports, you guys were going to show the Real Madrid game at the same time on, I on your network. I tend to think there'll be some of that going on. Uh, I, I'm not sure that they'll collude completely on that, but I think I, I tend to think there'll be some of that going on. For sure. Because there could be an opportunity here for both of them to work together so that uh, if someone wants to subscribe to uh, True TV and uh, to watch, watch uh, what, four games a week on the English language side uh, during the group stage and then two uh, games a week during the knockout stages and also subscribe to uh, Univision Deportes and watch uh, some of the other games that are not shown on, on Turner. But at the end of the day, though, to Kartik, that's going to hurt Turner's um, subscription package in terms of well, the, the online side of things. Because there's, there's a total of eight games a week in the group stage that uh, take place. So if you if four of them are on True TV, that's already half. Uh, let's say Univision Deportes takes two of the other four, then it really hurts Turner's subscription service. If they don't, if they just overlap the same matches, you're right. There's still four games in the group stage every week that are uh, that you have to pay to see. Yeah, my thinking is is that they're going to overlap, and that Univision's going to go their way uh, to try to get uh, to recoup the money that they've invested. And same thing with Turner; well, they'll they'll go they, their way um, and trying to get as many subscribers to their online subscription package as possible. Uh, but it's possible that they may may chat now and again to see kind of what works best for both uh, broadcasters. There also might be the consideration where for Univision, they might feel like uh, showing La Liga teams is more in their interest, whereas for Turner, they're probably going to think showing Premier League teams is more in their interest. I'm just yeah. uh, uh, kind of spitballing that as we speak, but that's uh, that's that's generally been the way it, it evolved for Fox, where uh, I think Fox tried to be pretty balanced when they first got the Premier uh, when they first got the Champions League package in, in 2009, and they were showing um, they were exposing us to teams that we didn't necessarily see on ESPN, and it was uh, yeah, I, I remember um, six months into the Fox package saying, "Yeah, we're seeing a lot more a lot more football, a lot more football from Eastern Europe, et cetera, than we used to see uh, on on ESPN." But then eventually they they settle into this pattern where Fox and and once it, once FS1 and FS2 were start begun, they they generally showed Bayern Munich games and English language uh, English teams uh, and Celtic. Mm-hmm. So you know teams with kind of Northern European bent and Deportes generally showed Italian teams and Spanish teams, and it kind of went in that uh, in that direction. There are exceptions, there are crossovers, but that generally was the way it went. And so maybe that happens between Turner and Univision as well. Yeah, there's, there's definitely lots of variables from both sides. Uh, Spanish language in terms of um, Mexican players playing in the Champions League or players of Hispanic yeah. descent uh, that could have a, a big factor about which games they want to show. Or well, they- that was another thing, right? So uh, Fox Deportes would show a, a PSV an awful lot because they had a lot of Mexican players. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Kartik, so um, it's big news. It's a lot to digest. We've got a FAQ at willsoccertalk.com. We've got your article about uh, how this is going to uh, drive up the costs for soccer fans in the United States, as well as some of the pluses and minuses of of, uh, the announcement today, and much, much more. We're going to be having uh, basically wall-to-wall coverage over the next couple of days. So check us out at willsoccertalk.com. And uh, if you're listening on, on the website itself to check out the, the other stories uh, for all of your coverage needs. And then also, if you have any questions, be sure to let us know through uh, the website, uh, worldsoccertalk.com, through Twitter, WSoccerTalk, through Facebook, through facebook.com uh, slash worldsoccertalk, or through email at 
uh, web at worldsoccertalk.com. So Karthi Krishnaya, Christopher Harris, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we look forward to chatting you with, with you on the, the next World Soccer Talk podcast. 